All right, so we're just gonna watch. We're gonna watch uh, Ari Shafir comedy special Jew. Good now. Nope, it's just your face that's frozen. But I don't think I don't think my face is showing right. So I think otherwise it's good, right? No, it's like there is. I mean, like there's no screen recording. It's just your frozen face. Seriously, what the fuck is going on? There's no screen recording at all. Nope. There we go. All right. We're going to watch Ari Shafir June. All right. Let's talk about the Bible. Yeah, the original Bible, the Torah, not your shitty remake. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about your all-girls Ghostbusters version of the Bible. <laughs> Talk about the OG shit. Yeah, I was raised Orthodox Jewish. I don't know if you know what that is. That's a Frisbee Jew, you know, that kind. <laughs> Second highest level of Jew. One step down from Hasidic Jew, or as I call them, Mortal Kombat Jews. <laughs> Yeah, whenever you see him, I just go, finish him. And they'll know no, I know what you're talking about. It's great. The ones with the, you know, the sideburns, the long, the curly fries, as my black friend calls them. Yeah, my friend Miss Pat, she came to visit me in New York. She'd never seen one. There's very few Hasidic Jews in the black ghetto of Atlanta. She, she saw her first when we were talking, she just goes like. She was like, Ori. She doesn't say my name, but she's like, uh, Ori. Is that an Amish? And I'm like, no, I mean, yeah, more or less, yeah. It's pretty much the same shit. She goes, why that man has curly fries? <laughs> I'm like, those are not curly fries. She goes, what they do? And I'm like, first of all, the grammar on you people is on another planet. Uh, and by you people, I don't mean black people. I mean non-Jews. <laughs> yeah, Jews are racist, but we don't see skin color. We see IQ and income level. That's all it goes down to. Yeah, goys, that's all you guys are. You ever hear that word? Goy, it's Yiddish for uh, non-Jew. Yiddish is like Jewish abonics. <laughs> Goy means non-Jew. And just so you know, when you hear it, you think it's fun and friendly when they're saying it to you. It's not. They're shitting on you to your face. <laughs> Goy is a derogatory word. Probably my favorite derogatory word. Yeah, because most derogatory words, they single out one race or culture and make them feel bad. Not goy. Goy is the most inclusive of all the derogatory words. <laughs> Do you know how pompous that is to have as your term for the other? That means to them it's one-tenth of one percent of the world. And then, ugh. <laughs> Various shades of goy. Yeah, dude, I was raised way religious. I went, to, I went to a seminary called the Yeshiva in Jerusalem for two years after high school. So you go to study if you want to become a rabbi. Uh, spoiler alert, it did not take. <laughs> Anybody here raised religious of any kind? Yeah, what were you guys? Jewish, obviously. What? Jehovah's Witness, hell yeah, dude. The fucking Harry Potter of Christianity. I love <laughs> Who else, what do you got? Baptist, what? Wesleyan. Wesleyan? 
That's a new one, dude. I honestly never heard of that one. Is that some kind of Christ? Okay. You fucking Christians are hilarious with their separations. Every other religion is just one thing. Just Muslim, Jewish, Buddhist, and there's fucking 31 flavors of Jesus. <laughs> Lutheran and Baptist and Southern Baptist, which is just like Baptist, but with slavery, I think. <laughs> so funny. And Catholics think they're the best ones, too. Yeah, they do. They look down on the other ones. From an outside perspective, Catholics think they're way better than the rest of the Christians. <laughs> And I'm like, based on what? Besides most child rapes per year, like what else is quantifiable? It's weird though, ask a devout Catholic, like an older devout Catholic, ask if they're Protestant, they'll get mad at you. They're like, we're nothing like Protestants. <laughs> like nothing, what's the difference? All right, so first of all, I, li I like the subject matter. I like the religious and the fact that he's like, you know, making fun of his own religion. I mean, I don't think yeah. either one of us, I don't think either one of us, they like, laughed at all, right? But, um... I mean, I, usually in my experience, watching, like, stand-up specials from, like, at a screen, I usually don't laugh. <laughs> it's usually, like, I feel, like, yeah. you know, humorously entertained, but it, it doesn't usually end up in a laugh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's very hard to get a laugh, and maybe it's just because you have to be there. I don't think watching stand-up on a screen is really great. It's not as good. The yeah. in-person experience is really the best you're gonna get. Yeah, but I mean, in general, out of all the guys, I I I would put him. I like him more. I mean, he's got. I don't know if you heard. He made that like Kobe Bryant joke, which was fucked up. But I don't. I don't like the joke. But it's like he um when Kobe Bryant died, he like made fun of him, and it was like a big deal. I forgot exactly what he said, but um he he got a ton of hate for like a for a while. And I guess he's willing yeah. to take risks. And I also feel like he's smart. You know, he's Jewish. I think he's Ashkenazi Jew. So it's like he seems to be smarter than the average Joe Rogan, um, you know, guest. Yeah. Well, in terms of comedians. He he is, from my understanding, he's pretty smart. He, like... Um, he seems to be. is a huge, like... He just helps out the comedy industry a lot. Like he is a really I know there's like there's certain people in comedy that just they made it big and then they just like funnel help and money into like more and more into comedy and help it grow. Rogan's one of those people and Ari Shafia is obviously not on the same level because he's not as rich, but he's also one of those people. Yeah, you gotta give him credit for for they really do they really do care about comedy this is a, this is one thing i love about comedy is like the people who like there's a lot of people in it that just have such a love for the craft even if there is the industry side there like you get that in music obviously there's like artists who have a strong love of the craft but it's really all down to these like big industry guys and like people just kind of shit on the industry but then don't do much themselves to help mute the music community not as much as comedy but i think comedy because it's so like it's so inherently counterculture in a lot of ways that like the people that care for it, like no fuck these business guys i'm gonna do it myself i care for the craft let's fucking do it um yeah i don't know it's just it has such devoted like art people in its community 
Yeah. Is there anything more to say about his actual comedy? Um, I don't think that I'll, I don't think I'll, I'll have much to say in general, but it's funny. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. That's all I can say. I mean, it's also impressive um, that he's gotten, because he made a whole special around like Jew and like religion and religious um, arguments and shit, even though everyone in that room probably isn't super familiar with all the shit, the drama that goes on. And so one to be that clued up on like religion and religious like conflicts and stuff that's impressive that he like has done all that research or at least is familiar with it all um, yeah especially since he's not like a devoted jew clearly like, he might do some jewish things it might be a jew but he's not like super religious from what we know um, yeah and also the fact that he's managed to find so much funny material in it is impressive as fuck because like i'll sit down i'll get a topic i'll write like one maybe like 30 second joke on something maybe a minute joke and then after that like minute of a joke i'm just like i'm i'm lost on this topic i don't know where else to take this but like to make a whole hour uh, off one topic is insanely impressive yeah i can only imagine yeah like i said in the beginning i like the subject matter and i like the fact that he he seems to know a lot about the religions obviously especially his own religions um, yeah, I did. I did think that it was funny. I like I didn't actually laugh. I think it's hard to get it's really hard to get a laugh. And I think that if you can get a laugh, at least for me, I know some people are able to laugh pretty easily. But for me, if you're able to get a laugh from me, that's difficult. But I do like the subject matter. So let's move on. So this guy I probably think is like the funniest Stavros. He came on from bring the spirit home. With I don't know if you listened to or heard of hometown at all. No. Just look for the mobile okay, so he exclusive was in, tag on thousands of hotels. He was in Cumbtown. And three, two. Um. He basically. Sucked. So it's him, Nick Mullen, and Andrew Friedland. And I sent you a clip of the Adam Friedland show. So he quit Cumbtown, and Adam Friedland and Nick Mullen went on to do the Adam Friedland show. And now Stavros is doing his own show. I kind of get the vibe that he's trying to like maybe get bigger and now he's friends he's friendly with like um Shane Gillis and all those types of guys he went on the Joe Rogan podcast and he's his humor is really just kind of like outrageous kind of you know like um yeah he says like pussy a lot and all that type of stuff and um it's like at first when I first heard him I was like this guy's like a little bit too vulgar for me but once you get to really know him he's like he's a he's a nice guy he just says a lot of like crazy like kind of like vulgar yeah. shit i've listened Being to a lot of him in podcasts and stuff uh, coming to yeah. the stage now the people's champ the crown prince of baltimore please put your hands together for stavros Haltier! all right hell yeah all right la how we doing gang huh Yes. Oh, thank you for coming out. Fuck with your boy. How do I look, huh? Huh? Stop. Stop. Come on. You know, you don't have to come out here looking like a fucking. He has that like child molester look. <laughs> yeah, he does. Side quest <laughs> boss on GTA. I'll have you motherfuckers selling pornography all across San Andreas. That's. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to be out, man. I really am. It's nice to be out and about. This is cool, being in a packed show again, you know? 
sucked being indoors for like a whole year, you know? Although I have to admit, I had a pretty productive pandemic, I'm not gonna lie. I, uh, I lost 50 pounds during the pandemic, huh? Thank you, yeah. That was, that was during the second half of the pandemic. During the first half, I gained 45 pounds, so I kind of took the scenic route to losing five pounds. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was fucked as soon as it happened. There was no chance. There was no chance I wasn't gonna get fat as hell, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it was a scary time, right? We're all, you know, we're cooped up, we're anxious, we don't know what's gonna happen. And I'm a very emotional eater, you know? Like, I use food as drugs, uh, but I also use drugs as drugs, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you shouldn't be able to eat a whole pizza on cocaine, but I'm five for five, you know what I mean? I power through every time. <laughs> yeah, remember the first part of the pandemic where it was all Tiger King and online shopping? Remember, it was like, I swear to God, if this fucks up Cinco de Mayo, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> I got fat as hell during that part. And I was fucked up the whole time. I was just taking edibles like they were birth control, you know? Like an alarm would go off on my phone. I'd be like, whoa, time for 90 milligrams? <laughs> Jeez, I almost had a thought today, that. <laughs> that was a close one. I almost reflected today. <laughs> it didn't help that they made you feel like a hero for ordering takeout, by the way. Remember that? Every commercial's like, support your local restaurants, we need you right now. It's like, oh my God, well. <laughs> if called upon, I will serve. <laughs> Hello, yes, more lo mein, fast, hurry! <laughs> we have to combat the xenophobia the Chinese are up against right now. <coughs> more dumplings, I have to stop Asian hate. <laughs> I have to stop Asian hate by almost stopping my own heart. That's how it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was gonna die for a year in a row. Cause I felt like shit, I would check the symptoms, and I don't know if you realize this, but the symptoms are just being fat. That's it. That's what they describe, dude, right? Like every symptom's like, have you ever had shortness of breath, aches and pains, or diarrhea? It's like, every day since I'm nine years old? What do you mean? I had COVID in third grade, is that what you're saying? Even loss of taste. Yeah, I burned my mouth on a Hot Pocket before. <laughs> Everyone young, I'm 32. I feel like me, everyone, me and under, we're fucked. It's, you know, millennials and under, we're fucked, right? We're the first generation that's gonna do worse than our parents statistically, you know what I mean? Which sucks, but the worst part is that our parents think it was because they were so smart. You know what I mean? That, I can't stand that. I'm tired of hearing it from baby boomers, right? Like their lives were so easy. You could just win a house at a carnival back then, you know what I mean? <laughs> just some guy like, <laughs> oh, oh, nice, a three-bedroom, awesome. <laughs> Honey, we're moving again. <laughs> yeah, have you ever tried to get advice from them about a job? They're like, well, did you look him in the eye and shake his hand? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> like, huh, well, that's how I became the vice president of Circuit City, so I'm, uh, I'm out of ideas. 
<laughs> they all think we're children, dude. These millennials spending all their money on lollipops. It's like, okay, I need a CPAP machine, actually, but... <laughs> and these lollipops have weed in them, by the way, so... All right, so what do you what do you think of this one so far? See, he's actually fucking, getting me to laugh. Yeah, he's fucking funny. He's good. I haven't actually seen yeah. much of his actual stand-up before. Um, yeah, I like him. Fucking good comparisons as well. The fucking the COVID symptoms compared to being fat. That's good. That's a fucking good observation. Yeah, like he's also doing the COVID thing, but I feel like his. He did like a better take on it. Probably. Yeah, this is what I'm. This is what I was saying uh, on the Brendan Schwab thing. It's like the COVID stuff's fine. You just gotta get good. You know, you just have to be actually like unique and funny with it. And this guy did it well because it's not like he's not just being topical for the sake of being topical. He's like taking it and then actually making it funny instead of just saying it to say it. Yeah, I'd probably say he's one of the funniest guys out of all this uh, of this group and i think like you were saying before a while ago on the last one that like a lot of it has to do with like the character and the person themselves and it's like i feel like his look like totally matches his comedy his whole like his whole personality is like what makes it funny as a uh, obviously the jokes too but it just adds to it so i'm I'm actually gonna do nick mullen real quick i don't know if you have anything else to say about that but um I mean, when it's funny, it's funny. Like, I'm not going to be able to analyze it. Like, but Nick Mullen, yeah. so this this guy does more of, like, he was in the podcast. Let me see if I can. It's all short. Um, all right. He does more, like, he does, like, racist humor, but it's, like, ironic. So it's, like, I don't really know. You think like, that monkeypox? Like, this about, is crazy. They got to change. Like he'll he'll make racist jokes, but he's doing it ironically. But it's it's kind of like unsettling. It's kind of like we. It's like uh, like that's funny, but it's fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's just watch like his stand up comedy. The fucking name of that shit. You think now monkey pox? This is crazy. They gotta change the fucking name of that shit. I don't care. I, I'm not dying to something that sounds like an iPhone game for fat secretaries. I'm not doing it. Change the fucking name. Me too is probably the worst of all of them. I was the one that started it all. That one, they should have taken at least another second <laughs> to think about that. That's the shittiest name you could have picked for what that movement was. Me too. Like, imagine you're like describing the most unbearable trauma you've ever had in your life. Just the worst thing that's ever happened to you. You're like, and nobody believed me. And the police wouldn't even file a report. And then somebody just comes up and they're like, Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it sucks. Yeah, same. (laughs) Whatever happened to you, that sounds like it's dog shit, but... Been there, done that, sister. Bought the t-shirt. And I'm like an idiot, too, so anytime I heard me too, I just... I would always picture Jack from Will and Grace being like, ooh, me three, you know? Like, ah. <laughs> nice, what'd you get? The elder fashion? So it's just an old fashion, but is that like, because old is a slur now? I don't this fucking town is like, <laughs> you can't say old. 
<laughs> so Steve Harvey. We'll talk about Steve Harvey. We'll talk about America's favorite comedian, Steve Harvey. It's crazy that it took fucking 80 years of television to figure out the perfect television show. Which is the combination of Steve Harvey and the legal system. They tried every iteration of Judge Show, none of them ever worked. They had Mathis, fucking, well, how many of them were there? There's People Court, Mathis, Judge Judy, Judge Joe Brown. Joe Brown and Mathis are kind of some. They won for a while called Texas Justice. You ever see that one? It's crazy because it was small claims, but you get the death penalty. That show was fucking that show was wild. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to just do a thing from the, the, the podcast, but man, the mental image of Steve Harvey being a judge at the Nuremberg trial. <laughs> that one got me good. I was thinking about that for a while. They did what with the trains? You, that, that, six million. <laughs> Child in my Germany. They did this in my Germany, not in your mama's Germany. Hold on. Just the Nazis listening for <laughs> the translation. What's that? You gave up on your own idea? <laughs> ah, fuck it. Ben Shapiro? Yeah. Oh, I guess I can do Ben Shapiro. What's he mad about now? He, kept, he took that L for being like, as a gay man. Right? <laughs> I don't even know what he's up to. What's he mad about now? That's what I mean. It's like they don't have anything to be mad about left. They blew it with the, the green M&M and the trans swimmer. That was it. <laughs> what's that? Oh, they're mad about Buzz Lightyear? You know what's fucking funny, dude? The, the Buzz Lightyear, no, I don't know if anyone caught this. I only saw the trailer, but like it opens up, and so it starts, and it's the past, and he's, work, he's working with some black woman, right? And then it's the future, and he's working with a different black woman, and he's like, Adele? And she's like, no. <laughs> the first thing we learn about Buzz Lightyear is that he can't tell black people apart. <laughs> And that's right in the trailer about a movie about a space cop, essentially, is what he is. People keep fucking warning me about Portland. I haven't been here in 10 years, and I guess it was like, you know, it was already poor. I'm like, how much worse could it be? People are like, please, just, just be, you need to be careful. You're acting like I'm going to be the Emmett Till of the Pacific Northwest. I'm going to be in a candy shop, and I'll be like, thank you, ma'am. They're like, don't say ma'am. And I'm tied to a cotton gin in between those fucking bridges. I like Elon. That's my, that's my contrarian take. I think he's going to save the world. I thought he was a fuck. I thought he was whack for a long time. Until the last couple weeks, because now he's like, he's going to be the hero we need, because he's going to do... Two birds, one stone. He's going to destroy the website Twitter and all of his unearned personal wealth in the same move. <laughs> and be the hero we kind of need in retrospect. He's like, he, that's, that would be like if the third plane in 9-11 made it to Congress. It would be like that. That would be that move. Where first you'd be like, this is pretty bad. And they'd be like, well, maybe. Maybe it's pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you're All right. I'm going to do 12? one of his older ones. <laughs> where he was like more of like an incel and like kind of like racist. <laughs> so this was him in like 
not really racist, but ironically. 2009. Thing on the road, uh, Nick first, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, so your first different. comic all the way from Washington, D.C. That's, that's not um, him, but the only, problem that we're, the only problem we're having now is um, you're not in, like, the right corner now, but whatever. We'll deal with that later. He's new in town. Give it up. They're very funny. Like, do you see yourself on the screen? Uh, no, it's not. Well, I don't know why. It's just, I don't understand it. Don't worry. Nick Mullen. He does look. He does look different. This is him. Yeah. In 2009. Wow. Hey, hello, Austin. How are you doing? You good? I uh, I did. I moved here from D.C. I had to leave. Uh, this black family moved in and lowered all the property values. Uh, an Obama joke. Now that we have a uh, a black man in the Oval Office, or as I like to refer to it, the end room, which is. Uh, <laughs> Which is like super awkward, like racist comedy. I'm, I'm not. I'm not actually racist. I am a bit of a grammar Nazi, though. I uh, I really hate it when Jewish people don't use proper diction. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, it's a stupid joke, but I like it. Um, who watches Judge TV shows? Yeah, does anybody watch a lot of Judge TV shows? I watch a lot of, like, Judge Mathis, Judge Joe Brown, Judge David, Judge Alex, Force Court, People's Court, Judge Hat. Like, I have, I know, I know all of the Judge shows, but the very best Judge show of all of the Judge shows is Judge Mathis. Because, like, first of all, he can't even say his name. He says Mathis with an F. And, like, the show starts off with his narrative by him, and he's like, I used to be in jail, and now I'm a judge. But there's no segue in between the two. Like that really, that like really doesn't make you a more credible judge. Like it's, might as well start off with, I entered a letter writing contest and now I'm a judge. I found this robe in a box of Cracker Jacks. Like he's done, and he brings that with him to the courtroom. You know, he's like, I find you guilty of a uh, first degree motherfuckery and uh, 12 counts of some bullshit. All right, let's move you. on to, um, that was bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it's like intentionally kind of like awkward. I mean, obviously it looked like he was doing like a um open night type thing, but it's almost like intentionally awkward. Yeah, but there's a to make you like intentional awkwardness and he did not do a good job with it. So you want yeah, to become I think a video he was like a creator, but aren't sure where to start. Go to artlist.io and get yeah, all the I've footage. seen people do like awkwardness on purpose. And that's like so you can go over this guy so what's this guy's about like what's his so this guy is sam Morrill, right he's a new york uh comedian uh he does like observational kind of comedy but he's really fucking good with it dry humor kind of monotone-ish voice um and he he, do, he talks about like some actual this we might actually be able to talk about some stuff on because he talks about some like interesting topics uh, that might that we might be able to have something to say about. Doesn't doesn't he do uh, a podcast with uh, Mark Norman? Yeah, he does a podcast yeah. with Mark Norman. I fucking subscribed to their Patreon recently. Fucking, it's a good podcast. Five dollars a month. Yeah, around about. What other ones do you subscribe to? Just that. I, I've never used Patreon in my life. I don't usually like to do that shit, but fucking, there's, they have bonus content on there, and I 
the amount of fucking stuff I watched by Mark Norman, especially, and the bit about Samuel, is like just fucking. I do comedy, and those two are like my main inspirations currently. Where it's like you know when I'm thinking, when I'm trying to write or I'm doing anything, I'm like I'm feeling like fuck, I can't do this. Fuck, like what what am I doing? It's a waste of my time. So I put on one of those podcasts. I just write and like here and then like talk about shit and like you know just go talk about comedy and whatever else. It just fucking keeps me going. Yeah, the only part, the only podcast I've. The only thing I've signed up for for Patreon was uh, Yeah, But Still. You haven't heard of that one, right? No. That was like my favorite podcast because I guess it's like more alternative kind of comedy. It's in the same vein as like um, their friends like with Nick Mullen and Stavros, Halkius. But I signed up for theirs a little while back. So let's watch this. But I, I canceled it. I watched all of them and canceled it. <laughs> this one's kind of funny. <laughs> Do you want to get out of here? <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Amy Schumer presents. What do you think about Amy Schumer? Think she's funny? Uh, right, right. This is the thing with Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Right. I know she had the whole thing with stealing jokes and stuff. And if she did it on purpose, that's wrong. She deserves to be held accountable. I don't personally think she's funny, personally. Granted, though, she has an audience of people who do find her funny, and as I said earlier, like, I think the arbiter of what's funny is the audience, so no one individual can say. If there's an audience for her, then she's funny in some capacity, clearly. Uh, I don't find her funny, but also, I got respect for her, because similar to how Ari Shafia and Joe Rogan help out a bunch of comedians because they've got loads of money, Amy Schumer does the same thing. Like, Mark Normand recently got he's fucking fuck off flies um he recently got he's a podcast he's special on netflix and the only reason that he got netflix to pick him up is because amy schumer uh said she'd put her name behind it um and so she funds people's specials and everything and gets them like in the door with different um like streaming services like netflix for their special so i think i i have respect for it just because of that that she she got Mark Norman his own special. It's not on Netflix, but yeah, she's. Uh, I imagine she helped fund it. Okay, and this one too, obviously, right? So yeah, I mean, no, that one that is really cool that she's, you know, she is helping the comedy industry by yeah. promoting people that she finds funny and are actually funny. Yeah, I totally give her credit for that. And the thing is, I think that Joe Rogan is doing the same thing. The problem is with Joe Rogan is that I just don't agree with his what he some of the stuff he finds funny i agree with but some of the stuff i don't and like you said you can't really complain like if they have an audience they have an audience i think that some of a lot of it's just hype but um anyway but, what, but whatever funny. 
you can well i mean it's it's the same it's the same thing in music it's like there's tons of music i don't like and i don't think is good but it's popular i think a lot of it has to do with hype and marketing and advertising and big companies but whatever yeah if if people laugh i can kind of tell i'll probably like this guy wow thank you thank you so much she's like kind of hot and like uh you guys certain way right like do you find her attractive yeah she's i hope you guys are i know it's like weird to say because i wouldn't think that i would normally find her hot but a girl like her hot but there is something about her that i find attractive the best time this is we're making history this is gonna i hope be one of the best nights of our whole I deserve that. You're right. Um, <laughs> this is a weird time to be a comedian. I don't know if you've been following entertainment, but uh, it is a bad time to be a predator. <laughs> Has anyone been paying attention to that? We're losing like three actors a day. I feel like I'm going to see the new Avengers movie next year. Like, why is everyone being played by Paul Giamatti? <laughs> but, like, he's the only one left. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a dark time. I saw a baby in the coffee shop the other day. He was wearing a t-shirt that said, uh, I love life. I was like, you'll grow out of it. <laughs> it gets shittier. I like babies, but you know what's better than a baby by a little is uh, not having a fucking baby. <laughs> by this much. I get drunk a lot. I sleep in. I confidently walk back to overheated cars. <laughs> it's a good life. My sister calls her baby a miracle, and I play along, but uh, it's it's a bit much. Miracle. We never call adults miracles. We're doing way cooler shit. There are no babies that can dunk. We just have a baby. We're like, it's a miracle. Then it grows up, and we're like, never mind. <laughs> two people fucked it's not miraculous <laughs> winning the lottery that's a miracle you never win the mega millions jackpot and be like should we keep it <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit oh, God. He's my funny. niece is always crying I'm trying to make her laugh and my sister's like you gotta let her cry because she's at that age now that if you interrupt she becomes dependent so that's strange that we do that to babies. You can't even do that to adults. If you came to my apartment and my girlfriend was hysterically crying, I can't be like, it's cool. I'm trained. <laughs> We're going to nip this in the butt early on because I don't like her feelings. She just got a vibrator. My girlfriend, not my baby niece. <laughs> she got a vibrator and I got an Xbox. So uh, it is up. Oh, shit. No, you're right about this guy. Yeah, he's good. He, su- he surprised me right off the bat. I like this dry, kind of like dark humor. Yeah, it's similar to Mark Norman's. Maybe I'll check him out too. I'm playing NBA 2K. She's playing with herself, but either way, we're both thinking about LeBron. <laughs> you women are amazing, though, you know. You know why? Because you can fake an orgasm but you can't fake a good mood. 
<laughs> I mean, that's. <laughs> you could tell me I'm the best you've ever had, but you can't muster up one smile to family picnic. I mean, <laughs> where are those? Oh my God's where I need them. <laughs> my ex was cool. Every time we'd have sex, she'd say, You made me come, which I, you know, that was flattering. I'm not doing that much. We'd be having sex, she'd be like, I'm about to come, and I'd be like, cool. <laughs> then she'd be like, stay completely still, and I'd be like, all right. <laughs> and she'd be like, you just made me come, and I'd be like, are you sure? <laughs> I feel like I played dead with an erection. That's why I asked if I made you come. Made you come. I thought I went to the barber shop, and I'm like, can you hold the buzzer completely still? <laughs> You're the best I've ever had. <laughs> also, you just made me come. So. <laughs> Here's a barber tip. Whatever barber you go to, that is, whatever music they're playing, that's the haircut you're going to get. <laughs> Armenian hip-hop. This is a weird area to do my special, because this is like, the, I'm seeing like the hipster dads in this area, you know, like the skinny jean wearing disciplinarian. I saw a dad and he was yelling at his son. He was like, Simon. And I turned around because that's a stupid fucking name. He's like, Simon, if you keep this up, you're not going to get any more smoothie. <laughs> That's the punishment now, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I thought we used to beat the shit out of kids, but apparently Mango Madness is where we're at, so. And me and my friend just laughed in his face, and he turned to us, he goes, why don't you mind your own fucking business? <laughs> I was like, oh, well, we're not gonna get any more smoothie. <laughs> I'll fight you, dude, but if I win, I'm taking that smoothie. And I'm gonna drink it in front of Simon. I feel bad for these kids. We tell kids they could be whatever they want, and then we don't give them the odds, which, you know. <laughs> if I have a kid, I'm going to be honest. If he's like, Daddy, can I play in the NBA? I'm going to be like, statistically, it's possible. <laughs> but let's take a look at this chart. <laughs> I've taken the liberty of factoring in your size and race. It doesn't look good. <laughs> You're a tiny Jew. <laughs> That's why we named you TJ. <laughs> oh man I'm a Jew I'm a New York Jew I complain a lot I'm in therapy <laughs> I'm the type of Jew that if you don't like Jewish people I'm not the one that's gonna turn things around <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna meet me and be like still a big thumbs down <laughs> nah I read about anti-Semitism, but I've never experienced the anti-Semitism I've read about. I've lived in New York my whole life. This is the worst anti-Semitic moment I ever had. I was doing a road gig in Colorado, and I pulled over to get a seltzer water at a gas station. I asked this woman, I was like, do you have any seltzer? And she goes, we don't carry seltzer. And that's as bad as it's been. <laughs> Her tone was hurtful, and... I've lived here so long that I'm, it's just, anytime I hear anti-Semitism at all, I'm like, us? I thought everyone loved us. 
even when Charlottesville had. All right. So yeah, I don't know how much we're going to be able to add. Yeah. Um. Fucking. Out of out of those out of all those guys, I would say I like the last three more than the first two, right? Yeah. Uh, I fuck. I think Maril shined the best out of all of them. Fucking. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, I. Fuck I he got the most laughs out of me. So has he been on Joe Rogan? Um, no, I don't think so. Maybe. All right. So, are there any? Do you want to go over some um, political comedy ones? Or uh, I don't. Yeah, I guess it was like. Yeah, I I'll uh, set, I'll go on Instagram and send you the links. I forget exactly what it's got. Uh, on it. Um, All right, while you're doing that, I can pull up another one. Should we do Schultz, Matt McCusker, or Joe Rogan? Um, we could do let's do hmm, uh, let's do McCusker. But it is hide. I heard he's like not as funny. Like as, none of us knew anything. Like people are saying like he's not as funny as uh, Shane Gillis. Um, have you have you watched this at all? If you want, you can. Did you send me those links? Thank you, thank you. Sorry to hot wife you guys. I don't, you know. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, man. You guys are fucking awesome, yeah, dude. Awesome. Holy shit! It's great. I love seeing people out now, man. It was, you know, that was a fucked up couple of years, dude. We all had to just hide. Like, none of us knew anything or really what to do. It was terrifying, man. I had a kid right before COVID. Like, I never led anyone through anything. No one looked to me for advice, ever. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I had a family at the beginning of just, like, a global crisis. And I don't know. I don't know how I handled it. I, I still, you know, time will tell, but... Like, my wife freaked out, dude. I remember the day she found out, she came up to me and like, she was like looking for guidance. She's out of breath, she's watching the news. She's like, oh, they're saying some Chinese guy ate a Pokemon. And, uh... Yeah, I'm kind of over that. I'll pull up your clips. So what's this one? Uh, right, start the part five What's the deal with airplane peanuts? He's got it's a family. Not, uh, I think the family yeah. can keep you relatable right. too. Uh, you have family. Go, uh, kids are five, always relatable. Kids are Everyone's relatable. raised a kid. <laughs> yeah, living yeah, yeah, sucks. What is? Are you in your mind? I basically. <laughs> did find yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. I, I thought I did think it was a little culturally insensitive. <laughs> Yeah, and I have a lot of thoughts on this. One, I think you're right. America's become high school, and and you know Lizzo is the new drama of the prom queen or whatever of the day, and so everybody's all over it. And then you go, actually, this happened, and people go, what? No, and they're just going off a headline. Two, I forgot my other thought. It'll uh, come. It'll come back. It'll come. It's in there. You just got fi- you got fifty oh, billion jokes oh, there. I got yeah. it. The got it. There it is. Well, I think uh, you got to keep upping it. You got to keep upping the drama because, like, we have aliens here. Right. Yeah, the the Congress admitted it, and no one gives a f- because we're like, what aliens? We're on this true crime shit right, right. now. This is way more fun. And you're like, but there's a Martian in Phoenix, and they're like, ah, this lady killed her husband and her dog, and all that. And you're like, 
that's way more salacious. And you're like, but this is a Martian from another land. And they're like, ah, when the Martian says something racist, call me. <laughs> now we're talking. So we're, we're so, we, it's like we're beaked up. You know, you start with weed, then you go to pills, then you go to. Have you heard, have you listened, have you listened to Giannis Papas at all? Uh, I've seen him on Keltani and stuff. Um, yeah, I like him. But yeah, yeah what, what do you, you say? What do you think about that though? Then the idea that like as a society we've slowly become more and more desensitized to the point where if there's things we want to like, if there's things happening, they have to be over a certain like threshold of like fucked up that is getting higher and higher and higher as time goes on. Oh yeah, yeah for I sure. Guess. I definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what he was? So he was basically saying we're not really that interested in aliens because. It's it's not even that big of a deal. It's like I things think, just keep getting cr- crazier and crazier. Well, I think the main point was that like, people are so desensitized. Like, yeah, maybe there's like this insane thing happens, but if it's not scandalous, if it's not like juicy, then people aren't oh, interested because yeah. they're they're just you know, yeah, kind of like you go from like he was about to say weed pills and then meth, like it just keeps getting. You need the stronger shit to like hold you. Oh yeah, I totally agree. And um, yeah, as far as the alien stuff, I think that like, well, first of all, I I don't really know. Like, my girlfriend came home and the day, and she said, "Oh, they 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 basically said there's aliens and there or there's UFOs or whatever, and we found non-human DNA." But I feel like there's been so much bullshit. I even I don't even really want to. I hate saying like the scientific community is full of bullshit, but I don't think they are. But there's so many things that they say. But like you either as like a layman, you don't really understand what they're talking about or just doesn't necessarily come to be. It's like, okay, there's so for one, I don't even know how believable it is. Like I feel like you would literally have to kind of like, I still don't even know if it's, I don't really know what's going on, you know, in terms of the aliens, like, are there really aliens? But then two, yeah, that's what you just said is totally correct is um, things are getting crazier and crazier and it's only going to get crazier and crazier because pretty much of technology and YouTube and, and um, like the, I had this guy on the podcast who has his own like um, AI company where like, basically like they take like um, they take like something from the internet and turn it into a podcast. And he was telling me eventually it's going to get to the point where like you have your own, your own personal kind of like Netflix that you watch whatever you want or podcast. You'll listen to whatever you want to listen to exactly tailored to you. That's like where it's going with AI. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's essentially what's happening is everything's just getting crazier and crazier and things that would like surprise you before just aren't really that big of a deal now. Yeah, well, it's kind of terrifying because it's sort of like things are going to become, this could be entirely like the future could come and then it's like nothing like we think, like that tends to happen. So like we could all we, likelihood is we're gonna be entirely wrong, but based on where we're standing now, from what it looks like, it's like things are getting so personal. Things are because gonna get so like so personalized that um it might honestly kind of be dangerous. Like because it's because it's so personalized and it's so catered to who you are, and it's especially as like AI generated TV and stuff comes out, and the faster that gets, and like to the point where you could be like, this is what I want to see. I want to see this, or I want to see this type of show, but with these characters and this, or I want to see a show about this with this kind of vibe and stuff. And then it just produces it instantly. Or maybe even like, as it gets even better, 
we have we have the like brain implants like um what musk is developing uh we have things like that and maybe they can learn to like read what you respond best to and then it can take use the brain data it gathers from like what you enjoy and stuff and then feed that into an ai that can then make you know um entertainment and things that is perfectly uh, catered to you and that sounds like it could be great in the sense that you could have like amazing entertainment granted very addictive entertainment that's kind of like you know fucking dangerously addictive but also scarily in the same way the news tries to be outrageous to kind of get you to um the news tries to cause outrage to get you to interact in the same way, the news could be hijacked in that way, where it's, you know, we all, people have these brain implants and then it develops articles about whatever the fuck in a way that like grabs your attention the most. And if an authoritarian government wanted to um, cause a specific reaction by manipulating you so well with these AI and these algorithms and this data gathered from your responses internally. Yeah, it's getting it's getting pretty crazy. And I mean, I'm kind of like um, ignorantly bliss about it and like kind of like looking forward to it because I think it's going to get I think it's going to get pretty crazy. But at the same time, it could definitely be bad. And I think that we probably should have to put some. I guess there's laws and regulations in place before it gets to that point, right? <clears throat> but even then that's still like country like every country or more now like most countries have had to sign some kind of like agreement to be like look we're not gonna let we can't we're not allowed to do this 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 is a violation of human rights we can't make technology do like kind of like how we've done with like wet like weapons of mass destruction we have agreements okay we don't use this we don't do this in war we don't use these weapons same thing could be with technology where we have to be like you know we don't use this technology we um don't do this thing with technology we don't do this we don't do this and like kind of have this agreement um on what we shouldn't but the agreement on what we're not allowed to do with technology not as individuals but as like companies and governments and stuff like that yeah for sure is there anything more to this one uh, to this one, no, it was just this this clip to this video. Okay, no, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I'll go to the next one. What's oh, the guy in a T-shirt that said "fuck racism," and I was like, "Problem solved." <laughs> All it takes is the shirt. I was embarrassed I forgot to wear my Islamophobes can suck my nut hoodie. We could have we could have teamed up. You gotta wear your obvious beliefs on your shirt. Everyone knows that. I'm gonna roll into my friend's birthday in a shirt that says against baby rape. And my friends are gonna be like, why are you wearing that? And I'm gonna be like, are you for baby rape? Because some of us are a little fed up. <laughs> I saw a guy in the yeah, park the other day, tall yeah. white guy in a t-shirt that said, fuck. What, so, what's your take on that then, the fucking shirts? Yeah, I mean, it's like one of those things where I think that it's probably, <clears throat> I, I see his joke, it's kind of like, that should be obvious, and I would never wear something like that, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily 
condone wearing a shirt that says fuck racism. I don't think it's necessarily a good idea, but at the same time, I mean, I, I do think it's better to like stand up against something that you disagree with than to be silent. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to like hate on that. Right. Like, it's like, I mean, it could so- be like, what do they call that when you like pretend to be a certain way to like show, show to others that you're, um, I always forget the fucking, yeah, exactly. I mean, it could be like virtue signaling, but like, I don't really have too much of a problem with virtue signaling unless it's, I mean, I guess obviously unless it's fake, but I don't really see why anybody would like fake want to be a certain way. Like, I feel like if you're kind of faking to be a certain way, you must agree with the sentiment i mean at well, least kind cause, of because why would it's because it? it's because people want to be perceived in a better light like so even if they don't think that they want the respect and appreciation that people who do think that get kind of like in the same way that like a comedian might say things that aren't true if they get the laugh you know it's like they'll say things they don't believe to be true to get the respect and the appreciation but it's it's obviously not wrong when comedians do that. Like if a comedian makes a joke, yeah, it's not, it's not the true. Same, people like, don't give them shit. Yeah, yeah, but um, that's like not I mean, I as manipulative in a negative way. Yeah, I mean, I guess it all depends on where the person's heart is, and if the person, like in this situation, if the person isn't really against racism, I don't think that he'd be wearing a fuck racism shirt. Like you shouldn't, yeah. I guess you shouldn't, but like, so like my friend said this a while back about the whole um, Black Lives Matter thing. He was saying, well, like what? Like, so a bunch of people are just going to like fake be into it or like put that black thing on their Instagram and like pretend like they're into it when they're not. And it's like, well, I actually kind of think that it's better that people, even if you're faking it, like you're still kind of standing for the cause and you're still showing people that you're standing for a cause it kind of sounds weird yeah. that like that I say that, but even with like companies, like with Amazon, I worked for Amazon and they had like the Black Lives Matter thing and the Pride stuff and all that. And it's like, well, even if Jeff Bezos doesn't agree with that, like they're just doing it for some sort of monetary cause, which it almost seems better for them to like not opt into it at all. But I kind of still feel like it's a good thing, but it still shows that like, okay, at least society is going that way. Yeah, I agree on that front. I think like with the whole... I, I don't get mad at companies for like, you know, doing like on Pride Month, doing that whole fucking Pride thing and like on Black History Month, doing the whole like Black History thing. Because as you said, if that's like, if, if, because you know, those companies would be like, you know, if racism was popular, they'd be like, yeah, racism, fuck them. Um, but it's yeah. not. So it's like seeing companies kind of take that stance of like, yeah, I, we support these people, these people, these people. It's like, okay, well, that's a good sign because, like, you'll see in, our, in like, the West, um, Bethesda and things like that, they'll make their profile pictures all, like, gay on fucking in June. But then in other countries, the same companies don't have that because it's not popular over there. So it shows that, like, as you said, it's going in a good direction, which is, like, I can appreciate that. But also, when it's an individual doing it it's kind of like i guess his point i guess the point here is more like get like get over yourself like fucking yes obviously fucking racism's badly you know it's the like like if someone did show up in a fucking i i hate baby rip t-shirt you would be like what what the fuck (laughs) like why are you wearing that um 
and it is kind of the same thing. Uh, it's just a bit, maybe a bit more vulgar, uh, but it is basically just the same thing, just in a more absurd kind of um, context. Well, I would say it's not the same thing because I mean I get the joke, but it's like I, it's not because like ba- like pretty much everybody is against baby rape except for maybe people who do it like every like pretty much 99 or you know 99.99 percent of people are against baby rape but not everyone is against racism like there's probably still a certain amount of the population of the country that is for racism so yeah you know what i mean and it's like i mean baby rape is baby rape is much more extreme than racism too i mean there's 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 a huge amount of like subtle racism going on like just being like you know just treating a black person a certain way because you're maybe scared of them or something or like afraid can be i wouldn't call that racism but it's kind of like looking at somebody different with you know a certain perspective but i get his point it's a it's a good joke um let's move on to the next one any group i like all the group is mark norman jewish do you know (laughs) <laughs> no uh but he does he, he gets that question a fucking lot i mean well it's like i don't even know if i'd say that he necessarily looks it it's just sam morell is and i he looks similar to sam morell and the thing is with the jewish people is like they really do seem to like and like i know that this can be even offensive to say this but like when i said Ari shafir was like smart because he's jewish it's like they really kind of do seem to be on a different level in terms of intelligence. Like when I listen to a Jewish person, they just sound smarter. Like they're more like, like, especially like Jewish comedians and stuff. Like they just seem to be more, more well-read, more well-read and they're smart, but then also even more like um, committed to the role, I guess of like, you know what I mean? Like more in like, more devoted to their craft. And I think it has to do with, you know, them, you know, the obvious, them having to survive for so long being persecuted that they're just like, oh man, like, like I asked my dad one time a while ago, why are so many people, Jewish people in entertainment? And he's like, he thinks it's because like, they've been in such rough situations their whole life that like doing comedy for them is like probably just like easy. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. they their culture has had such a difficult life and they're like, Oh, when I, yeah, I can go, go do comedy. I don't, you know, I don't care if people like boomy or whatever, but yeah, let's watch this. Yeah. One. Well, there is, that, like, there is that like idea um, that like traumatic childhoods and experiences will produce um, creativity, especially within comedy. That's a very, there's like a lot of comedians that are like comedians that have something inherently wrong with them. They're sick. That's what makes them comedians. But, and like, I do think trauma does help creativity, but also I think people need to chill on that. Like, you know, comedians are inherently sick. It's like, all right, chill the fuck out. You're making people laugh. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I get what you're saying. I mean, it's like, I, I don't really mind when they say that because they're kind of like degrading them, themselves, but yeah i don't think you necessarily need that element like there's there's tons of comedians who don't really like jerry seinfeld for instance seems to be a pretty like there's a lot of like well-adjusted people who are funny like seth rogan you know like it's like but even mark norman what's up norman's not well-adjusted fucking mark norman seth rogan mark norman what 
But like Seth Rogen's not well adjusted. Oh, not Seth- well adjusted. Well, no, I think Seth Rogen. I mean, yeah, he like smokes a ton of weed, but besides that, he seems like didn't a pretty that whole, guy, like, right? Didn't he have that whole sexual assault scandal that got fired from Rick and Morty? No, that's not Seth Rogen. Yeah. That, what, no, Seth Rogen's I, the guy who does Rick and Rick and Morty, isn't it? He what? He does Rick. He does Rick and Rick and Morty, right? No, no, no. I think you're thinking of either Dan Harmon or he's not Seth Rogen's not related. You know Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's like huge actor. Like, did you see Super? Have you seen Super Bad or like? Yeah, wait, one second. Let me fucking look up this. All right. Yeah, you got to look up Seth Rogen. Like, you're getting him mixed I know up. Seth Rogen, but I, I think I'm thinking of the wrong person, maybe. But yeah, so Seth Rogen is. I mean, he smokes a ton of weed. He's like a really famous actor. Um, let's just watch this clip and then we'll come back to that. I also like racial jokes. Yeah, those kind of went away. I don't know. I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood. I went to public school. We'd all say horrible things to each other. Everybody got along. Now you can't make those jokes anymore and we seem more tense than ever. It was fun. Cut the tension, you know? I walked to school. They'd be like, Mark, you can't dance. I was like, well, you can't swim. And we're all still friends to this day. Then you get around some stiff white guys like, hey, you can't say that. I'm like, we don't, you don't know our relationship. That's what we do. Like, you walk in on me choking my wife. You're like, call the police. Like, no, nah, she loves that. Hey? <laughs> you don't always know the relationship. Yeah, I don't hate any group. I like all so, the groups, you know? Do you I also like racial think, jokes. So do you think that, like, obviously that there's uh, a lot more... Because that's what I want to talk about with this thing is like there's a lot more like kind of people are a bit more on edge about like things being offensive and like saying the wrong thing and like people are a bit more like skittish about that shit now. Do you think like trying to be so accepting to the point where like um j- jokes are taken a bit too literally sometimes has like caused people to become more like tensed up and like a bit less like. And I'm just kind of fucking with people because people can't relax. Everyone's like, oh shit, if the wrong thing's said. Um, do you do you think that's like caused kind of issues with our ability to like connect with people? Yeah, let me watch this one more time. It's the first time I watched it, I like wasn't really fully paying attention. And then yeah. I'll answer that. Those kind of went away. I don't know. I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood. I went to public school. We'd all say horrible things to each other. Everybody got along. Now you can't make those jokes anymore, and we seem more tense than ever. It was fun. Cut the tension, you know? I walked to school, they'd be like, Mark, you can't dance. I was like, well, you can't swim. <laughs> and we're all still friends to this day. Then you get around some stiff white guys like, hey, you can't say that. I'm like, we don't, you don't know our relationship. That's what we do. Like, you walk in on me choking my wife. You're like, call the police. Like, no, she loves that. <laughs> you don't always know the relationship. Yeah, I don't hate yeah, so it, it all depends. He has like a weird style of of like delivery. It's almost he like does. comes off like, like a like he's in like his like a like a forty year old or fifty year old dad or something like who's like but like not in a bad way. But so okay, so to answer that question, like obviously if he's making jokes with his friends and neither one of they're just like busting each other's balls. No, well nobody really should have the right to tell anybody what to say, anyways. But I, I don't really like this whole thing with comedians where, like, they can just say whatever they want. Although they should be able to say whatever. Well, I, I, to a certain extent, think that they should be able to say whatever they want. But the big thing is, is, like, if people get offended by what you say, especially if you're, like, you probably, 
if you're referring to them, then okay, like they have the right to be offended. I guess if you're saying it to somebody else, then I guess they don't have the if if, if neither one of you knows the person. But like this is the thing. But like, like I like I don't think that it's like making things like we're not getting along. It's like I think the goal is, is to try and get along. And like there was a ton of racism and sexism in this country for a very long time, and we're trying to stop that. And very rarely do I run into some sort of like Karen type person who's like telling me what to say. It almost never happens. Maybe if you're famous like this. The thing is though, is like if you're famous like this. And you're saying these provocative things on stage, you're probably only going to get more popular. Look at Shane Gillis. Like he went on SNL, he got kicked off of SNL for making fun of like, Asian people on his podcast. And now he's like fucking huge. And it's like, I don't really know enough about Shane Gillis. I'd probably have to watch his stand up. What I've seen of him, I don't think he's that funny. And he's fucking making millions off of his Patreon. And not only that, but I don't, I don't know if you've seen that clip with Louis CK on his podcast where he's like, after the ads, we're going to go to the Patreon and Louis CK calls him out being like, you're doing ads and you're doing Patreon. Like how much fucking money are you making? I mean, dude, Shane Gillis at this point and Matt McCusker who doesn't deserve it, but he's just, I wouldn't say he doesn't deserve it because he's friends with Shane Gillis, but it's like, he's not that funny are making millions of fucking dollars off their podcast. And it's because of the fucking hype of him being canceled from SNL. Like who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like there's a ton of people who want to watch you and people like Joe Rogan and all those and fuck the other people for they're, they're, they can't cancel you. Like, yeah, yeah like yeah. a certain, a certain company can like have you not want to be on their channel or whatever, but like, so yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm but, not, I, I'm not super sympathetic to the whole like anti-woke thing, but yeah, yeah no, but it's not, that's not what you say. Like, I get where I get the association you're making, but that's like a diff. That's like a totally different thing where it's like, cancel culture and shit but i think more of what he's saying here is like back um a while back it's like the kind of thing that you'd inherently do what you instantly go it was like if there was like kind of tension in there because of differences you should make jokes at each other it's kind of like how john and peterson sometimes talks about how like people um like especially boys they're like roughhouse and player um and that kind of Rough housing is um it causes a bond and it's um it kind of shows to each other that each other are kind of I guess in a really informal way of saying each other's kind of game, like they're both um not fucking too uptight, they they can both get along, you know. There's like it breaks the tension, as he said, it breaks like that tension, um, and it breaks down a certain barrier uh because you realize the other person is willing to take it and dish it out a bit but in a friendly way uh so it's kind of like play fighting whereas now it's like the default isn't to joke around it's kind of like you got to be careful and then you can joke around a bit and then you can like slowly go up but then if you kind of go a bit too far on accident one time it's like more likely that things kind of go bad about it um i don't think it's like the whole world like you know it's not the worst currently i'm not saying it's like everyone but it is more to that degree where even if it's not most people it's a small minority that you've got to be careful because you don't know who's will actually like that so i feel like it's more that the because people aren't willing to kind of verbally roughhouse with each other in a playful way it's 
kind of causing people to um kind of lose a way of connecting with each other that's kind of uh unique and special um you know i feel like roughhousing is important as player like playing roughhousing physically is important i, I don't think it's too different verbally yeah i mean it all depends on if the if both people want to roughhouse, like if both people want to roughhouse, then like let them roughhouse, and nobody should like step in and be like, "Hey, you shouldn't roughhouse." You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, true. if one if one person doesn't want to roughhouse, like if I'm getting roughhoused with and I don't really like it, and I don't want to be roughhoused with, then so I guess it just depends on like knowing the person you're joking with. Like I said, if if Mark Norman's kind of joking around with his friends then nobody should needs to get involved with the person's but i kind of feel like there's um you know there's certain situations where um you know people get offended and might not say anything about it too so like they might be like offended and i don't know the whole thing is just kind of like just you know keep it's just the whole thing is like do you and you know um say whatever you want. Like people can either listen to it or not. Like Tim Dillon, for instance, is like, he's like gay and he's fat. So I think he gets away with certain stuff, but it's like, yeah. he says some shit. That's like really like, in my opinion, like insulting to people, but it's like, he, like, once again, he has this huge podcast. He's making billions of dollars. Like nobody's really coming after him. Yeah. Listen, all and, for everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, in a way it's, there's like a, there's a side for that. Like, in there's a group that wants to listen to that and there's a group that doesn't. And I guess just don't listen to it if you don't like it. Yeah. Um, but I don't really think they're necessarily, I don't think that it's like gotten to the point where like Jordan Peterson says, where it's like they're under attack and like, yeah, like no. they're literally going to like make laws that say like, you know, when they go that far to say, Oh, you have to call people by their, the name they want to be called or whatever the trans community but that was actually um, a thing that was happening in some areas. I guess he was saying it was happening in Canada, right? But it was um, happening in Canada. Similar things have um been uh like have kind of almost went in, maybe actually went in some states in America. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of surprising to hear. Like, how are they gonna enforce that? But the whole thing is, is like so like you're you're trans, obviously. Like if if let's just say you're fine with being made fun of as being trans, then I know that and like maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. But like if you don't like people making fun of you or me making fun of you, like I won't make jokes about it. And I'll I'll try not to. Why? Because I don't really want to offend you. I don't really want to insult you. I don't I don't really want to offend or insult anyone, right? Yeah. So I guess just know your audience and know the the people you're you know roughhousing with. Um but yeah, I have to wrap things up. Cause I gotta go to work, um, and I gotta go to the bathroom. So, yeah, we'll just end it here, okay? All right, man. Well, I'll see you in a bit. Yeah, I'll I'll talk with you after on on here. Yeah, is that cool? Yeah, that's chill. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.